You are listening to Everything Yoga, Everywhere Yoga, a podcast designed to explore yoga as we take it beyond the mat and into the world. My name is Jen, I'm your host, yoga instructor, business coach, writer, and the founder of Eveya Luna, Mindful Wellbeing, Peaceful Living. I believe that when we can hold space for healing inside, we can create great change worldwide. The driving force behind any successful existence or business is you. No one on this earth can fill the space or fulfill the purpose that you can. You are already the change you can make in this world. I just want to help you connect with it. So join me as we wander the mind, the heart, and the world on this podcast. Wherever you are on your journey, I'll meet you there. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Everything Yoga, Everywhere Yoga. Today's exciting because it's uh, been six months since the launch of Everything Yoga, Everywhere Yoga, the podcast. And the funny thing is actually that my my blog originally was called Everything Everywhere because I was talking about several things uh, about just life everywhere I went because I was traveling a lot, a lot, a lot back then. And uh, and at one point I literally was just traveling for months at a time and um and it was it was really exciting. And so my podcast and my my website, my blog was called Everything Everywhere. It was, you know, it was a couple of years ago now, and uh, and that's how that happened. Then as I started to kind of focus my attention on yoga and all the other things, as you will see on my website now. I called it everything yoga, everywhere yoga. And then as I continued again to grow and shift and um, build different things and I built my, I launched my business and all that, uh, I just became, it just became my website and then my business became something different and I didn't really have anything for everything yoga, everywhere yoga anymore. I didn't have a place where I was just talking about yoga everywhere I went. Now, naturally, I still talk about that in my blog. Um, and I still have a yoga section, like a yoga blogging section and all that, where I talk about yoga. And it's called Today on My Yoga Mat. Like, that's the the <laughs> the branch of my blog that is devoted to yoga. And we talk about all kinds of different things. And I talked a lot about my journey when I was doing my teacher training. And so I talk, I, I talk a lot about that stuff there. But I never had like the everything yoga everywhere yoga thing anymore. And I was like, okay, how do I reintroduce that into my business? Or how do I kind of continue that in a way? And and I didn't want it to just be these yoga reflections like I have on today on my yoga mat. I wanted it to be something different. And I wanted it to be what my blog was sort of about, but also something new, also something different. And so I came up with this idea of everything yoga, everywhere yoga, as a means to explore yoga, be it the philosophy, the psychology, the anatomy, and take it beyond the mat. So everything yoga, everywhere yoga, as in how do you practice yoga beyond the mat? Mostly, obviously, because we're we're speaking and listening right now. We're not. We're obviously not on the mat, and I'm not teaching any sequences or anything like that. However, we're talking about the different ways to implement um, yoga into our lives. We're making diff- we're creating different links, right? Like yoga and psychology, and yoga and you know the the just the human things we go through every day. So that's that became like quite a focus in this podcast. Was really kind of the the philosophy and the psychology of yoga in a practical way in that not that you know yoga in and of itself is not practical but just in a way to bridge it for those of you who don't know much about yoga or for those of you who want to develop a practice that goes beyond the mat and just for those of you who yeah are very familiar with yoga and just want to have some insight or some 
conversation or some inspiration about how to take yoga beyond the mat. And now what I'm careful to not do is tell you like that these yogic guidelines are the way to live life or that, you know, you need to do it this way because that's what sound thinking is or that's what balanced feeling is. That's also not what I want to do. It's just a way to introduce um, yoga into psychology or psychology into yoga but really kind of meshing everything together so that's what kind of became my focus and and it's kind of my focus in my business as well or rather not kind of it is my focus in my business is marrying science and spirituality if you will because I'm I do have a focus on anatomy in my teaching and on alignment and on making sure that everything is set so that you can really go deeper into the pose and deeper into your practice but I also, I'm very spiritual and I include a lot of the philosophy and the spiritual side of yoga into my teaching. That's just something that I do. It's not just a physical activity for me. And my clients don't really come to me for that either. I mean, yeah, they want to be, they want to be challenged and they want the physical benefits of it, naturally. But they come for that, the extra, the philosophy, the spirituality, the connection, all of that. So... Yeah, I just made the podcast a little bit about that and a bit more about the explorations beyond the mat, a bit more about, well, the extra, I suppose, and how really it's not just extra. It's it's so much. It's so everything, right? And and yes, hence everything yoga everywhere yoga. And so because you can listen to this podcast everywhere you go and this beautiful world we live in <laughs> where we can do things virtually and you can practice yoga on YouTube and on these different membership websites and with these amazing teachers all over the world. I mean, I think it's incredible. And this was just my little way of contributing something to that world and to this you know global idea. And um I guess the reason why I'm talking about this is because I'm having like a bit of a reflection and I'm looking back at the inspiration behind this podcast. And, you know, I, I didn't know anything about podcasting when I started this podcast. In fact, if I could do it over again, I would learn a lot more before launching and before starting to record and doing, well, the show really. Um, But I didn't know. And, and then I thought a couple times about just stopping and starting again later on when I had a better idea or more resources or more of a following or whatever, um, or more of a demand for a podcast in particular. Um, But then I thought to myself, do you know what? I really want to share this. I've had really great feedback so far. I have people who genuinely like my podcast, who really enjoy it and who feel inspired by it and you know what, I've grown a different following that way. Like it actually helped as a, helped me gain a different following and more of a following as well. So yeah, so that's just what I wanted to say. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, in this world of numbers and of algorithms and of, <laughs> and, you know, just this fast world, it's hard to continue when you don't feel like you're getting the reception that you hoped for or that everyone else seems to be getting. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, this is not what the topic is today, so I don't want to bore you with all of this. But um, I guess what I wanted to say was that just like blogging, podcasting has become this thing that I just do because I love it and because I want to help and inspire and share and connect. And even if it's just one person that day or one person for that episode or that article or whatever it may be, if that helps that person or inspires them in any way or just just has has them feeling connected and not alone or you know then that's that's my work done and um yeah and I feel that way about my work in general and I will talk a little bit more about this in my part two business Q&A when we talk about you know heart 
centered businesses and how to balance the whole loving of the work and loving of the clients and of the people and wanting to just give it for free and also running your business and, <laughs> and how to find that balance and sort of realize your worth in the work that you do, even though it is heart centered and so on. Um, so again, I won't, won't get into that either. But what I wanted to say was just that um, I wanted to thank you for your support so far. If you're a new listener, I hope that so. I hope that this has not been boring. We will get into some more meaty things, or rather, uh, I guess juicy things. And um, but I wanted to really thank you guys for your feedback. I wanted to thank you for listening and for your loyalty. It really does not go unnoticed. I I notice it and I appreciate it so 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 much. And I'm not just saying that, you know, emptyly. <laughs> These are not empty words. They're filled with an immense gratitude and appreciation, and love. So thank you very, very much. If you do want to support the show or continue supporting the show or start supporting the show, I would love a rating that really helps my show as well. And it helps other people know a little bit more about what I'm about. And it helps them know if this is a podcast they should listen to, right? Like you, we see so many podcasts and I love podcasts and I see them and I never know, you know, which one to listen to first, which one I want to stick with and ratings do help. And now as a podcaster, I pay a lot less attention to that now. Um, and I just really listen if I like the title and the content, like I'll just give it a go if it grabs my attention and I listen and that's it, even if they have no ratings or very few ratings or whatever, um, because it really is a personal choice and I get that. But it really would just help to have some ratings because I don't think everyone's like that. And obviously it helps me show up more and um, it would get to the ears of more people. So the more ratings and reviews I get, the better, right? And I also really want to hear from you. So naturally you can reach out to me uh, via my website or my Instagram. That's always fun as well. And I love, love, love that. So don't think I'm discouraging that in any way. I absolutely love that. But if you do have a spare minute or just a spare 30 seconds, not even, just go and give it a review, five stars ideally, if, if it feels like a five star review for you, um, because it really helps the show and it makes me really happy as well. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, if you could just go on to Apple Podcasts, I mean, I don't know where you're listening to this from now, right now, but if you go on to Apple Podcasts and you just go onto the show and click a review, uh, sorry, click a rating, five stars, yay, <laughs> and then leave a review if uh, if you fancy. Also, I don't always see the reviews, like on Apple, I don't see all the reviews that I have and that I've seen on other websites, so just take a picture, show it to me, uh, send it to me via email or uh, rather my via my website or Instagram, and, uh, and so I know, so I can thank you personally and uh, um, yeah, so I can talk to you and connect with you. And then whether or not they show up is obviously not in my control or yours, but I would love to hear from you if you have left a review uh, and or a rating. So, or rather, a rating and or a review. So, yeah, so just go do that if you have a minute or less than a minute. <laughs> and then take a screenshot, send it to me so I can thank you and connect with you personally. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, enough of that. Let's jump in to the show and to today's episode, which is going to be my last episode without a mic. <laughs> I've had a little bit of a delay with my mic that I'm getting, with my new mic that I'm getting for the show. And I was doing a lot of research and I was going back and forth. And then finally I went, I took the plunge and now I'm just having a bit of a delay with receiving it. And um, so yeah, this is I hopefully the last episode without my new mic. So 
yeah anyway so let's dive in so everything yoga everywhere yoga so how we can use yoga as a philosophy to help us in our psychology or in our you know mental health and emotional well-being yeah and how we can take it beyond the mat and into the world literally that's what this is about the show overall and today's episode is about comparison and competition now why am i comparing Competition and compassion. Okay, so let's break it down first of all. So when we think of compassion, what do we think of? We think of empathy, we think of understanding, we think of kindness, we think of love. And when we think of competition, now obviously there's healthy and unhealthy competition and all that, but what I'm trying to say is when we think of competition, we think of defense, yeah? We think of defending ourselves. Like Even if you take just a sport, like let's say football okay, or soccer, like when I used to play soccer I was competitive uh, and I like to win so I would obviously feel defensive right I would be like okay let's make sure we defend let's make sure that we play and we win and, and like you know we compete in a healthy way however this never became like an attack against the person or the people in the other team okay this is an important distinction to make because it's basically what we're talking about in this episode so it was never like, oh, I don't like you, or I don't, you know, I, you guys are terrible people, or you guys suck, or anything like that. It was just that I wanted to win. I didn't want them to lose, but I wanted to win. Does that make sense? And now, and I know it sounds like the same thing, but it's not, because for one, the intention and the focus is for me, and on the other, like wanting them to lose, that's like, that's my focus, is them losing. Okay, so put simply, when you are competitive in a healthy way, you want to win, you want to succeed, yeah? And a symptom of that or a, uh, an effect of that is that, you know, the, oppo- the opposition would lose, okay? We're talking about sports where it's like one team against another team, okay? And, and then another way where I think is slightly unhealthy is just focusing on wanting that person or that team to lose because then that's your focus and the effect is that you win, right? So it's about f- focus and effect, Now, in life, when we think, for example, about our businesses, so for those of you who are business owners, when you think of yourself, you're obviously going to be competitive in a way, right? You're going to show up, you're going to put yourself out there, you're going to do the work, and obviously you're aware of your competitors, naturally. But you're not thinking to yourself, oh, like, I want them to fail. Are you? I don't know. (laughs) But I'm not, okay? And so... When I and, and you can have that conversation with yourself. Like, are you focused on your competitors failing? Or are you really just focused on doing well and succeeding? What's your main focus when you think about that context? Are you focused on you winning and succeeding and doing well with your business and providing your service to the world? Or are you thinking of your competitors and the people that intimidate you because they're doing so much better or they're where you want to be and you just hope that they fail uh, and because you resent them and you hate them, right? And this might sound silly and dramatic, but it's a real thing, okay? And so many, and then we do that in our personal lives as well. So let's let's bring it in even deeper. When we think in life of the kind of person that we want to be and how we want to succeed as people in this game of life, quote unquote, when you look at others who are where you want to be or who have something that you don't or whatever it is, are you thinking, well, no, like this is inspiring because I want to continue? And I want to continue doing well. 
and I need to focus on myself and I want to do well? Or am I looking at this person and thinking, oh my God, F you for having what I don't have and for being what I want to be. I now dislike you. I resent you. I'm intimidated by you and I don't like that. And so I dislike you. Naturally, you're not saying this to yourself. You're just hating them and thinking, oh, they suck. They're ugly. They're stupid. They all the things. It's fake, whatever, right? Instead of focusing on what you're doing. And then when something bad happens to this person that you resent or that you hate, this is all hypothetical, by the way, yeah? Um, and then when something bad happens to the person that you hate, you're like, oh no, that's such a shame. But actually, there's a little part of you that's happy because now they're not as intimidating or they're not as happy and that pissed you off before that they were happy. So now you're like, oh, good. Well, they failed too. So that's fine. Or, you know, and sometimes you won't even feel any, you won't feel bad at all. You'll just think, oh my God. Thank God that happened to them. Like, I'm so glad that they fell flat on their face that I hated them. Yeah? And you're really, really happy about that. Or maybe suddenly something really bad happens and you're just like, oh no, I feel so bad for this person right now. That's terrible. Oh boy. And like, I genuinely feel bad for this person. Suddenly, you look at them entirely differently. Right? And like, take a moment to feel that, okay? Before we even unpack everything that I just said, think about a situation where you've been feeling where where that's happened to you you've been in that situation or you can imagine that you would be okay let's say suddenly you look at them differently and you're like oh now suddenly I don't feel intimidated now I don't feel annoyed I don't feel hatred I don't feel defensive I don't feel any of those things I just feel really bad for them or maybe something depending on what it was that happened you have like more respect for them or something like that Like suddenly they're more relatable or, I don't know, you just have more respect for them, let's say. Again, I'm not saying that this is, anyway, we're going to unpack everything, but imagine that. Okay, so that's happened. (laughs) And then now suddenly you're feeling more compassionate, maybe, or you're feeling more loving toward that person, yeah, or less hatred, whatever. But now see, why has that shift happened? Why has their failure or their setback or their shortcoming changed your view? Yeah? Okay, if it's something tragic, then yeah, you're feeling empathy and compassion because it's really sad what happened, yeah? And had that sad thing not happened, you wouldn't need to feel empathetic or you wouldn't need to feel compassion, right? You're probably thinking, well, nothing happened, so... And it's like, yes, except something has always happened, Okay, so now we're going to get into the meat of all of this and why we should shift our thinking. So for now, we've, sp- we've spoken about being competitive and what that kind of does to us and how unhealthy competition or an unhealthy view of the opponent, again, quote unquote, can lead us to having these negative feelings in life. And I'm not even just talking about businesses or in sports or anything like that. I'm talking about in real life. Yeah. And, and how we can shift this thinking. All right, so is you with me? Okay, so now we're thinking this way and we want to understand why that shift happened. Because something tragic happened and now suddenly, oh, we feel bad? Yeah, okay, but why did it take that tragedy? Like, why weren't we able to see them as humans before that? Why weren't we able to realize that there's more to everybody than meets the eye? Why aren't we able to see those things? Or we cherry pick which tragedies we think are worth feeling compassionate toward you know it it, like why did that shift happen and like of course it sounds like well why are you analyzing this i just felt bad because something bad happened yeah okay 
Sure. But now look at how it's shifted your entire outlook on that person and how you feel in relation to that new outlook. That's the part that we're targeting today. So let's look at it for, let's like look at it from a different angle, okay? Some people, and we all know these people, are just bitter people, right? We always say like, oh my God, what could have possibly happened to you to make you so bitter? Like, why do you hate everybody? Why are you always judgmental and mean and all of that stuff? We all know people like that. I know I do. And then I always think to myself, I could never feel that way for somebody. Like, why do they feel that way? I could never. And and just on a side note, you guys, everything I'm saying right now is not <laughs> is not how I feel. It was a hypothetical thing of how people can feel and how I've noticed some people do feel in difficult situations um and so a it's not how I think because well it's just not and we'll talk about that later and b I am not stigmatizing these people or demeaning them we're trying to see why it is that way why we might even fall for that like why we may even fall into that trap as well or that cycle and how we can get out of it or stay out of it okay so this is meant to be informational and you know to help and teach and not to criticize or put down okay so so getting back to what we were saying okay when you when people feel that way and we think oh my god they're so bitter this already there and we've talked about this in previous episodes already there there's something that they're not happy with inside them okay we all know this like happy people don't hate and haters aren't happy whatever it is you know um and we know this to be true And we know this on a deeper level, like when we really unpack it, we know that it's because the person is suffering somewhere, somehow, inside, about something. Okay? And so we don't stigmatize these people or marginalize them or put them down. We just recognize that obviously something is hurting them. And now it doesn't make what they're doing right, and it doesn't excuse what they're doing and the negative things that that may come from their negative thoughts and feelings. I'm just... We're just trying to contextualize it a little bit, okay? So when people... So like I always say in a quick sentence, where pain is caused, pain is felt. Where pain is caused, pain is felt. So keep that in mind throughout the episode and throughout any similar discussions so that you can kind of always come back to this baseline, okay? So we're thinking about people who feel this way about others. Say they feel overweight or they don't like their bodies, they're obviously going to resent people who are thin or who they think have no body image issues or whatever, right? Or perhaps somebody who, I don't know, wanted to do something with their lives or be something and they weren't able to for whatever reason or it didn't work out for them and so they resent everybody else who has, okay? This will make them bitter, okay? So when we talk about bitterness, like this is what causes that, okay? One of the things that causes that. Now... This person can choose to either think, okay, I'm going to take responsibility for this or I'm going to resent others for this. Yeah? So going back to the sports analogy or the competitiveness analogy, you can either focus on yourself and focus on succeeding for yourself and one of the effects of that may be that the opposing the, the opposing team will lose, again, when we're talking about a team against another, or you can focus on really getting to that making sure that that team loses and focusing all your attention to negatively affect this person or the, this team or whatever. They're not the same thing, okay? 
and bear with me, we're going to get to the whole com- uh, compassion and competi- uh, com- competition and compassion thing in a second. So people who feel this way toward others can either take accountability or take responsibility rather and be accountable for the fact that perhaps they didn't put the effort in or they gave up too quickly or they just made different choices that did, did not allow for the life that they wanted, okay? Or that circumstances were shit and something went wrong and now here they are. But nothing's stopping them from doing something about it or, you know, uh, changing the way that that could have happened or maybe making different choices from here on out. Like, there are ways to change your situation. Regardless, feeling bitterness towards somebody else or jealousy towards someone else and then being mean and acting, acting on that jealousy and that bitterness is not the solution, okay? Now, I know that sometimes things just happen and they're not in our control and there's, not coming, there's no coming back from it. I understand that. But still, even within that context, resenting someone else for that then is, is no way to, to live in a, in a, in a healthy way. Right, and so we've even talked about that in the context of forgiveness. We're going to quickly just say say that it say someone's done something absolutely terrible to you that you cannot come back from, or that they cannot come back from. Forgiveness is still important for you to cultivate because you deserve to live without resentment, and you deserve to live happy, because you need to focus on your healing and not their demise. Right, so it's bringing it back to yourself. It's not like giving them a free pass and saying it's all good. It's saying that you deserve to be happy. Yeah. And that you deserve to be liberated from everything that's holding you down. Because you have enough to deal with, with whatever happened. You don't need to worry about them and their karma and all of that. So it's about you succeeding. And one of the side effects of that might be that, you know, that person is unhappy because they didn't want you to succeed, for example, I'm just saying. Okay? But that's, again, that's their journey. That's their karma to sort out with the universe and with themselves. That's not yours, yeah? So when you focus on yourself and on what comes of your life, side effects after that, like if someone's jealous or unhappy about your success, like that's not really your responsibility. You can't take that on, yeah? So this is not to say that we mindlessly and selfishly just focus on ourselves and it doesn't matter who we hurt. That's really not what I'm saying. Um... But like you don't actively just dismiss others or hurt them or damage them. Um, but what I'm saying is in this duality context or in this uh, competition context of like me against you, you against me type of thing, we can eliminate that a little bit by just focusing on ourselves. Because when we focus on the other person or we we depend on them for uh, like we depend on them for our happiness or we kind of hang our happiness on the outcome of a certain exchange or a certain event or whatever, then we're, we're losing touch with ourselves and it's a losing battle, right? And it's going to be like tit for tat and all that stuff. And we don't want that, right? So in the context of focusing on your business and focusing on yourself and focusing on your life so that you can succeed rather than focusing on everybody else and why they're to blame for why you're not succeeding, right? Just to give you a different comparison, right? So, and you can find that in every aspect of your life. Are you focused on yourself right now or are you thinking about everybody else and how they're the reasons why you feel like crap or why they're the reasons why things aren't working out or whatever it is? Because I'm telling you, when you're happy and things are going well in your life, you're not really concerned with what everyone else is doing. In fact, you look at everyone and you're thinking, oh my God, I'm so happy for you. I know how amazing that must feel because I feel pretty happy. Hence, the happy people don't hate and people who hate aren't happy. 
Okay, it's an outlook thing and it's a it's a state of mind thing. And a state of being sometimes as well. Like, obviously when we're happy, it's easier to feel happy. And when we're sad, like, we hate everybody, even ourselves. But again, that's what we're trying to fix. That's what we're trying to target, okay? So hopefully with the different examples I've given you, you, you kind of see where we're going with this, okay? So when you think of that sort of thing, and then you think of compassion, how many of you, okay, because so now we're going to bring it, we're going to bring compassion in. How many of you have been in a situation where you know there are people who don't like you, and you know that it's jealousy, Okay, like they've, let's say you've known them all their life, maybe they're a family member, maybe they're a friend, maybe they're whatever it is, okay? And you you just know that they've always been jealous of you or that they're jealous of you and they make comments about, like they make really snick, um, snarky comments and mean comments um, or they even bully you in some way, right? How many of you have had those people and you just think to yourself, oh my God, like what is your problem? If you hate me that much, just leave me alone. Like if I'm that terrible, leave me alone. Stop talking to me. Stop talking about me. Like, leave it all alone. Like, if you really are comfortable with all of this and you comfortably dislike me, then just comfortably eliminate me from your line of vision. (laughs) Like, or from your line of thinking and feeling. Just leave it alone. But obviously, it's not that. This is not apathy. This is hatred or um, uh, jealousy or, you know... um, I'm at the loss for word now for the word now but anyway it's it's you know it's jealousy so when you have those situations you then feel uh, defensive sometimes right you can think to yourself well leave me alone like you're bullying me now or you're being abusive or you're being hurtful whatever it is that they're doing and it can it can make someone defensive right like it can make you defensive to have to deal with somebody like that yeah and that's okay And then suddenly you think to yourself, okay, well, no, this is enough now. Like, I need to assert myself. And suddenly it becomes a competition. And it's kind of like, well, you want to be jealous of me? Look how amazing my life is then. Like, you know, read it and weep or whatever, you know. And, and I mean, (laughs) that's, it's natural. It's human. However, we can also think to ourselves like, right, I'm feeling attacked because this person is attacking me only because they feel attacked by me. So really it's this back and forth of being attacked and defensive, and then offensive, and then attack, and then, and it's this whole negative cycle. When really, you can neutralize everything, take a step back, and think to yourself, okay, obviously I trigger this person. Obviously my success triggers this person, my personality triggers this person. Now you can think of one thing first. This is none of my business, because that's obviously something that they need to work on. And they need to work that out. I can't take it on. I cannot take on how they feel because then I'm going to think that it's me and that it's something that I'm doing or someone that I am. And then I'm going to get defensive. And then when that wears off, I'm going to get probably a little bit angry or triggered or whatever. And suddenly I'm going to be on a war path and I'm going to focus on myself in such a way that is really just to, to spite them or to piss them off. And all of a sudden you've reached this spiral, this cycle of a never-ending loop of toxicity and it's a losing battle my friend it's a losing battle and I'll tell you why because when someone is hurt like this yes and they feel all this negativity towards someone or toward people or whatever that pain only multiplies with this sort of cycle it only multiplies it never heals ever it will continue That's the thing about 
strong energies that are so strong they become manifested in action and in speech. They're strong. They're there. They're going strong. They're multiplying and they're becoming machines, okay? So are you going to keep fueling that negativity? Like imagine that negativity is a person and it's saying like, oh, I'm so jealous of you. You suck. I hate you. You're so stupid. You're so fat. I want you to fail. And then you're there thinking, oh yeah? Well, who the F are you? Like watch me, watch me go. Watch me do it. And then you're doing it with them in mind all the time. And they become so part of your thinking and of your feeling that they become, they become part of your actions because you're thinking about it all the time. And then suddenly, you, you, you've helped it multiply. And it doesn't really matter what the other person thinks after that. You've just, in, you've just infiltrated your own life with this negativity that didn't even belong to you in the first place. Do you see what I'm saying? So instead, what can happen is that you have those situations and you think to yourself, okay, this is hurtful. It sucks that you're talking to me this way. It sucks that that you feel this way about me. And honestly, sometimes it makes me feel like shit. And it makes me feel like a bad person or like I'm not, you know, and it makes me feel afraid to fail. And it makes me feel scared to have weaknesses or be vulnerable. And you need to admit that to yourself. Yeah, you don't have to tell them this, but you can tell that to yourself. Say, you know what? The fact that there are people out there that actually want me to fail makes it really scary for me to take a plunge or for, for me to fail or for me to make a mistake because I don't want them to be happy at my pain. But then what happens, you guys, is that we resist and we want to keep this status quo. We want to keep this, this perfection all the time so that we can be untouchable and that the people that hurt us can never get satisfaction out of our pain. Right? Like, who's felt that? Who's felt that before where you're just thinking, oh my God, I can't feel now. Like, they're going to be so happy. Okay. Again, also a very natural feeling. But that is just as detrimental to you and, and to your business. Okay? It's just as bad as doing something because of somebody else. Like, when you do something in spite of or because of somebody else, that is not healthy for you. And it is not being true to yourself. It's just not because you're, 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 you're making yourself become and you're making your actions embody all the things that don't belong to you, like other people's opinions or other people's dramas or other people's narratives with themselves in the world and with you. That's not you. You've completely flushed out everything that you are because of that. Yeah? So when someone says like, oh, they, they never thought I could make it and now look at me. It's like, really? Like... Really? Like, that makes you happy? Like, that's the main focus? No, there's no shame in saying, um, you know, I used to think I wasn't able, and I managed to find some belief inside of myself, and now I am able, and I don't listen to those people anymore because I know I'm able. Like, there's a difference between that and, you know, they said I never could, and now I did, blah, 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 and, like, when people, you can see that their focus was really to stick it to somebody else. Like, there really is a difference, yeah? It's okay to think... Like, I recently posted something about that as well, like, last week. I said, you know, for a while I really did think I could never achieve certain things. And a lot of it... And I didn't say it so explicitly, but I'll say it here. It was definitely because of certain things that certain people were saying all my life. And then the way they treated me. And I thought, oh my god, that'll never be me. But one day I decided to think, wait, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Who's to say that that's me? Who do they... What do they know? What, so they know me, they grew up with me, so what, that suddenly, what, they have opinions about me? Or they, their opinions will dictate my life and how I feel about myself? Is that really how this is going to be? No, 
It's not going to be that way. Equally, if they think I'm amazing, but I feel like I'm a shit person, it doesn't affect me either. Right? I mean, one's a little bit nicer to receive, but it doesn't make it true. So the negative things don't make it true either. I'll make whatever I want true. And as soon as I realized that, I thought to myself, oh my God, I can do whatever I want to do because I want to do it and I'm going to do it. That's it. And I did. Like there were things I accomplished I never thought I would be able to do. Like they felt like far away in dreams or dreams that belonged to somebody else. But I made it. There were things that I did and I'm here now or I did that thing now, whatever it is. And I'm so happy for me because of me and because I wanted to do justice to my life and to my dreams. And I wanted to follow through and love myself and respect myself enough to be the person that I could be. And I will continue to do that, right? None, nothing of that involved them. Nothing. of Not only what I just said, but anything that I did. It was always me focusing on me. That's not to say now that it's not nice to know that they weren't able to crush me. Like, of course, it's nice to think that it didn't work. And I'm glad that I didn't listen and that I didn't let it crush me. I'm glad that I found some kind of bravery inside of me or something to make me reach for the stars, <laughs> right? I'm happy that that happened. But now, and this is where, you know, we're going to get back into the, the, the premise. I am not trying to stick it to them. I didn't do anything because of them. I didn't do anything in spite of them. Like, it's not in relation to them. It's in relation to me. So I'm not, like, it's not about them. So let's say if they're miserable because I've succeeded, let's say. I'm really just saying if... Okay, hypothetically, that doesn't affect me either, see? Because I've not done anything for them or to them or whatever. So if they're miserable about that, that's not really my problem. It, it still remains their karma. It still remains their narrative, their drama, whatever you want to call it. Like, it's still their thing to sort out. It's still not mine, just like it never was mine. So if they resent me for whatever or... You know, like, it's not me. It has nothing to do. It's their drama to sort out. Yes? Yes. And let's say we're talking about something more more specific. Like, let's say I did something wrong. Like, let's say I actively did something wrong, which I honestly can't think of, but whatever. Let's say I did, and I'm not sure. I, I'm not aware of it, okay? So let's, or even for you, like, think about something. Like, I don't know why they hate me. It's like, well, let's say you actually did do something. And by did something, I don't mean just breathing and existing and that pisses them off. That's not a reason to dislike someone or to hate someone. Like, let's say you actively did something, but you don't know or you don't remember or whatever. It's also not on you to know, if you, to, to do anything about it if you don't know. Right? Like, if they won't tell you, how are you supposed to know? Naturally, if I did something, like actually did something aside from breathing and living my life, okay, that really upset them, I would do something about it. But I don't know. And so far, I've not heard anything about it. And they're pretty outspoken people, so I'm sure that by now I would have heard about it. But I haven't, so here we are, right? Like, I'm being pretty open about this right now, but, like, it, you know, it's a, it's a fact. But of course it sucks that it has to be this way. Of course. It's not fun, you know? And, and they're family, so... Oh, if I haven't mentioned their family. <laughs> um, so of course it sucks that that has to happen and it has to be that way. I, I don't want them to feel uncomfortable or unhappy. And I certainly don't want to be the reason for that. 
intentional or intentionally or not. I don't like that, that they feel that way. But unfortunately, it's not up to me to fix. If I, you know what I mean? This, what am I going to do? Just stop doing what I'm doing. Stop living my life. Like I'm, I'm not hurting anybody. Right? And that's what you need to realize is like when you focus on yourself and you focus on your life, you know, just like people's opinions don't make your, your being true and just like people's envy or jealousy it doesn't affect you, like you shouldn't do anything for the result of them feeling more jealous or more envious or more annoyed with you. Like don't actively do anything to them. And also don't actively receive anything they do to you. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? So it's like that non-attachment in a way, but also awareness that, like that, being honest with yourself that you're not doing anything despite them. Yeah, because that is still actively doing something. And then you're still focusing your energies in that way. And with competition, like in a way, that's what we're doing, right? And so with our businesses, we think, well, this is my competition. And <laughs> like, I resent them because they're where I want my business to be or whatever. And then... If something happens and their business fails or it changes or they become irrelevant, like whatever, suddenly you're happy and you're like, oh yeah, look, watch them fail. And it's like, but, but has it actually affected your business? Like, has it made your business stronger? Okay, so it's one less competition or one less competitor, but like, has it actually changed anything in your business? Probably not. You know what I'm saying? Um, and especially now, if it's like two coffee shops next to one another and one closes down, then yeah, okay, probably it would affect your business. But, <laughs> but at the same, but I'm, what I'm saying is like, let's say with online businesses or with m- most businesses, really, if your business is strong, it will succeed. If it's stronger than someone else, it will do better than that other business. And if it's not, then it won't. And if they're completely unrelated, then they're completely unrelated. The point is that you can't base your success or your failure on everybody else and what they did or didn't do not in life and not in business you just can't okay so if like you didn't have the life that you wanted now is your chance to figure out how you can have the life that you want now with the circumstances that you have now yeah and so if someone else has made different choices and you resent them for the choices that they've made in their life and now their life looks so much better than yours i'm sorry but you cannot take that on either it's not healthy for you you can't resent them and make their life yours or make their life part of yours. And now suddenly, oh, it's because of them that this happened. Or, oh, it's because, like, you can't do that. It's not healthy for you. Okay? So I'm not putting you down or anything like that. I'm just saying it's not healthy for you. So depending whatever happened with this person, I'm not sure, okay, each of you and what the story is, if there's a story, but you still owe it to yourself to focus just on you and on your journey forward. Yeah? And so... And again, I feel like when I say this, because I don't know every story out there, I might be, you know, ruffling some feathers or coming or, or offending someone. I don't mean to offend anyone. And obviously, different situations call for different um, um, explorations and conversation, obviously. But I'm just saying, within the context of what I've mentioned, you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So, okay, so we've talked about that. And then, so it's eliminating the competition in that way. So you should only be competing with yourself, essentially, and not competing with others. When we compete with others, we sort of forget about our, ourselves and it just becomes this crazy competition and it leads to a lot of negative emotion. We get into these cycles, like we've said. But there's no harm in being competitive in that there's no harm in wanting to succeed, but not to the detriment of others, yeah? And this is where compassion comes in. It's like... 
I feel like compassion and in competition are so like I never even saw it this way, but I realize actually it is quite linked because when we feel compassion for someone, are we feeling it because they feel less threatening to us now? Like where do we? And I don't even think I have the answers to this, but but I I invite you to explore it as well. Like when we feel compassion, are we thinking, oh my god, I'm so sorry. That's terrible, and now suddenly. We don't, like, are we bringing it back to ourselves in a way and making it about us and how happy we are that that didn't happen to us? Like, in a way, it's it's fine, I, I suppose. Like, when, when I hear about tragedy, I always think, oh my God, that could have been me. And it wasn't, like, and I'm so grateful, right? I don't think there's anything wrong with that, right? We're just making the comparison and we're thinking, oh God, thank God it wasn't me, yeah? Um, But where does it become, like, not so much about the other person or is it ever really about the other person like do we look at compassion or look at somebody that we feel compassion for and think oh well now you're so much less intimidating like is that what we're trying to do and when they say oh just feel compassion for this person that wronged you just feel love for them are we trying to make them less threatening are we trying to say, well, they're human too, they've been hurt too, I don't know what their story is. Like, in a way, are we making them less threatening? And if so, why are they threatening us? Hmm? Are they threatening us because we feel attacked, like we feel attacked, yeah? So we're getting defensive, like, why are they less threatening now? And once you find that, like, why are they less threatening... Well, then what was threatening before and why was it affecting you so? And maybe the shift has to happen inside of you. Like that, that is not intimidating to me anymore. That has nothing to do with me. It doesn't take away who I am or what I'm doing or what I can do and where I can go. Yeah? And then compassion can genuinely be free of all of that. It can just be, oh my God, I am so sorry. And you're connecting on an emotional level through compassion and the compassion is coming from kindness and love and not so much from relief or from you know that the 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 rest of competition as in when you rest from the competition because now you no longer feel a threat and it's a crazy thing to think about isn't it i mean well maybe not for you guys i hope it is i hope it's <laughs> i hope i'm explaining it properly but i always just find it fascinating because i think to myself when we're doing this loving kindness and we're trying to feel love for people even who've hurt us what are we trying to do we're trying to say oh well like they've been hurt too so now like i understand why they're hurting me and so like i'm just going to feel love and compassion for them okay sure however why like However, if that's the case, if now suddenly they were hurt and now they're hurting me and I have to feel love and kindness for them and compassion, okay, that's fine. So I'm doing that to alleviate the fact that I feel attacked by this person or hurt by this person, which obviously is like you feel defensive, yeah? Um, then what can I do so that I don't feel defensive about the the hurt in the first place? I don't know, like maybe practicing compassion just like that it helps us understand things. But I also feel like for the times where you're thinking, oh, well, I don't want to feel compassion for this person. Why would I do that? Then maybe this is where this trick can come in handy. Like maybe instead of focusing on the compassion first, focusing focus on alleviating the competition first. And by competition, I mean that idea of feeling attacked and wanting to defend yourself and make sure that, you know, you don't get attacked and that you don't get defeated and that rather the enemy does. 
Does that make sense? And that can maybe be more tangible for some people, like where it's not so easy to just feel compassion or to think, oh, they've been hurt too. That's why they're hurting me. It's okay. We can all connect now. Like that can be really hard to fig- to, to feel. And though I'm not discouraging that in any way, and I rather I encourage that, I also think that maybe looking at it from a different angle can also help, right? Thinking more about what it is the battle that you're trying to soothe, maybe eliminating the battle altogether, or rather looking at the back end of the battle, if that makes any sense, rather than the front end, and then thinking, okay, compassion, maybe looking inside as well. And now this is not to say that you're going to analyze the other person and like have any say over them and their lives and their karma. It's just more to focus on yours and why this is making you feel this way. And let me tell you something else. Fun fact. Our brain still equates emotional attack or emotional threat the same way as we do physical threat. Our our, our mind just, our brain just equates the two. So when we feel threatened emotionally, it's the same as when we feel a threat physically. So imagine that. It's quite primal in a way to fear physical harm. Emotional harm, on the other hand, is quite an evolved thing, yeah? It's quite, um, it's less instinctive, yeah? Or rather, okay, I feel like I didn't say that properly, but what I'm trying to say is, it's one thing to feel, to fear physical pain or to want to protect yourself from physical threat, and it's another to want to protect yourself from emotional threat or emotional pain. And we deal with all of those differently, yeah? Like, there are, there are some things we're not willing to do physically because we know it hurts, like putting our hand in a fire, okay? But then there are some things that we think, that we know hurt us emotionally, or that might hurt us emotionally, but we do it. Interesting, right? Because our emotions are more, like, um, are less black and white. And so they're less primal, quote-unquote, um, and instinctive in the sense, you know, we see some, like an oncoming car, we're going to get out of the way. We suddenly, we see a, um, a potentially cho- toxic relationship or we see something that's not going well. And yeah, we can have that instinctive feeling. And we have, obviously, we have human instinct that also came with evolution. <laughs> um, but we're more willing to think, okay, well, maybe I can handle this or maybe I can change them or maybe I can do something about it, right? Like, it's different. Yet, our brain equates the threats the same way, which means that our reactions will often be quite similar, quite black and white. So on one end, we think, you know, we're going to harness this power we have of this emotional wisdom and intuition and all that and make a change. But then suddenly, our brain feels attacked and it's like, oh my God, threat. And then you're just like, oh threat and then all the decisions that you make are basically survival does that make sense and you get into this primal state or this like fight or flight state emotionally um and then but you think you're being sound because in a way like you've rationalized it to yourself or perhaps you know you are quite emotionally intelligent um and experienced and that can play tricks on you it's not to say that you're not it's not to say that you don't know the things that you know that's not what i'm saying but it's very easy to think that you've got it, let's say, but actually your brain's kind of freaking out. Does that make sense? So I think that when we just keep it simple and think, okay, well, obviously my brain is equating this with threat and like a pretty black and white threat right now, maybe I can understand what that threat is and unpack it, relieve it because I know better, because my emotions know better, because they're not the same, and then I can do something about it. And then we can talk about compassion. Does that make sense?
Did I explain that properly? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm always careful about bringing in psychology and, and that without it being like a, a main focus because it's easy to use the wrong word in the context that I tend to have my episodes in. So, um, But I will have like more psychological episodes where we really delve into the psyche per se. But when you're marrying two things um, and meshing things, it's I want to keep it simple, but I also I want to be understood um so yeah that's a that's a nice little fine line I I walk (laughs) so but anyway does that make sense okay so to recap our brain equates physical threat and emotional threat the exact same way i.e it will fear emotional threat the exact same way it will will fear physical threat and the physical response is quite a black and white one and emotional things are a little bit less black and white okay and how we deal with things are a little bit less black and white and we tend to be a bit more daring or a bit more right and then this different instinct comes in you're like oh i have this instinct i have this gut feel and all these things come in okay but that's why gut feelings can be wrong and that's why sometimes you know we need to do something else about it or sometimes they're right but because our emotions or the experience we have with our emotions uh trick us into thinking it's something different or we feel like we can handle it yeah and then suddenly we don't listen to that gut instinct you know how many times has that happened to you guys and then you think oh my god i knew it you know what i mean like i freaking i knew it you know um so that's that's another so that's another thing to keep in mind and now i don't want to get into whole gut feel and (laughs) this and that and and how things um progress and all that however with the context in which we are with competitive with comp I'm really not saying this properly today, with competition and compassion, um, we can look at it this way. Back end, front end, and recognizing the threat that comes with competition, or the perceived threat that can come with competition, and how compassion can't just be felt. Rather, you feel it for a reason. So you're not just going to think, oh, that person's been hurt, I've been hurt, we're the same, suddenly I just feel love for you, everything's cool, we good. No, that doesn't really work that way, does it? And that's not what they're saying either when they talk about compassion. That's not what I mean when I talk about compassion or when I, I'm doing loving kindness medica- meditations with my clients or with myself. But it can be seen that way and it can be very difficult. And when we're resistant because we've been hurt or something has happened, we're right in the middle of something intense, just thinking of compassion can be difficult and then we trick our brains into thinking that we're feeling compassion because we just think well they've been hurt too i know because i'm hurt and then we suddenly project our pain onto them and then we're like oh yeah they must have felt that way but we don't know that we don't know we just know that something must have happened might, might have happened and so that will help us feel compassion and that's good that connects us because pain does not discriminate so compassion yes when we feel compassion for someone because we know that they've been through things and we don't know the whole story like yes that's compassion however it's also important like I said when you're talking about um, a situation of competition or threat or whatever uh, a conflict yeah it's important to also look at where you might feel threatened and where you might feel triggered or defensive or anything like that and then sort that out with yourself first yeah sort it out with yourself first see what it is and then recognize that that has no bearing on who you are yeah someone's opinion does not make your life true someone's opinion about your body or your hair or your mind or your heart or your personality or your career like nothing their opinions don't have any 
effect on your life. So you need to detach from that dialogue, that cycle, recognize your position in all of this and your authority over your life. So like take back your life, take back your story. Once that's sorted, you can then think, well, I have this pain and it involves this person. And then you can work on the whole compassion thing where you think to yourself, well, I don't know what your story is and I don't want there to be anything bad that happens to you. I'm not wishing any harm on you. But I feel compassion for you because if this is happening, it can't be easy for you either. Where pain is caused, pain is felt. So I feel compassion for that because it mustn't be easy. Evidently because it's not easy for me. So obviously something's hurting here and someone's hurting. And I feel compassion for that reason. So it's not so much about eliminating or feeling compassion to eliminate the competition. It's about realizing that there's no competition. (laughs) okay that's the moral of the story there's no real competition not the way you're thinking competition yet in that you're competing with yourself or rather that you want to excel and succeed yes competition in that you need to do it to the detriment of somebody else or that someone else's demise means your success no yeah and then the same applies to people who you know um when when something bad happens they're like oh thank god that happened to them it's like, but yeah, but it doesn't affect your life though. Like if, if you were a bad person and this person was your justification for that, it doesn't matter what happens in their life. If you're being a bad person, you're being a bad person. <laughs> like with or without that other person. Yeah? And so that, that needs to be a fact. Okay, so if there's somebody that you know that does resent you for your success or that does, you know, um, is jealous or anything like that, you cannot take that on, okay? Because with or without you, they would be feeling that way. And if it weren't for you, and if it weren't toward you, they'd be finding somebody else. And I'm sure there's somebody else, okay? Because that, you know, those things are, n- are never that simple, yeah? So you can't take them on. You don't have to feel intimidated. You don't have to perceive this as a threat. It's not a threat, okay? No one's trying to write over your story. No one's trying to take, take your life under their own control, and even if they are, it's an illusion of power that they are perceiving. They think that if they do whatever or say whatever, that they suddenly have access to your life or to your being or to your story and all that stuff, and that they have control over you. They don't. That is your choice, okay? They are perceiving a power. You actually possess the power. That's the difference. You possess the power of your life. They do not. So focus on the power of your life And let them focus on their life. Okay? And every time they think that they have that power over you, that they, the the only way you can make that untrue is by not letting them have that power over you. It's by not giving in and not letting your actions and your thoughts and your emotions be governed by this. You will govern your life, your emotions, your thoughts. Yeah? Not them. And that's also, you know, in case that was a little bit too vague, when they say, oh, the best way is to keep smiling and to keep being happy, they hate that. Well, again, (laughs) I don't want to encourage doing anything for the unhappiness of someone else. But essentially what that means, though, like the back end of that kind of comment or that philosophy really comes from the fact that you are choosing to not be affected by whatever it is that they're doing. You're choosing to take control of your life and to take back your life and your story and live it the way that you want to. 
And an effect of that may be that they continue to resent you. You are, right? Rather than seeing you get all hot, you know, hot and bothered about something and it completely destroys you and your life. And then, yeah, then they're kind of happy. Maybe. I don't know. But, you know, it depends, I guess. But is that really the kind of thing that you want? No, because you don't want to multiply and allow this dark monster to grow, okay? Like we called it before. Imagine it could talk. Would you really want to give it satisfaction? No. You, wanna, you don't want to feed the darkness. Now, this has nothing to do with the people. I just said the darkness, yeah? Um, you don't want it to grow. So you have to just keep focusing on your life, okay? And, and, you know, in a way, the darkness is not theirs either. It's maybe governing their thoughts and their minds um, and their emotions and their actions, but it's not them either. So also understanding that distinction will help you feel less toward the person and more toward the the energy that's happening and yeah granted it's not a positive energy fine that's why you have to focus on you but also detaching it from them also can help your mind understand that it's not the people does that make sense it's kind of like when you watch a film and there's a terrible person and then you equate that person or that actor with that character but actually it's a character not a person <laughs> yeah um it's a little obviously a little bit different with people because they're choosing to do the mean thing or they're choosing to be the bad people okay fine i recognize that as well However, just detaching it. So already you can neutralize it in a way. So you're an observer rather than like a reactor. And then you focus on your life and that's where you take action. So you take action in your own life and not in someone else's life or towards someone else or because of or in spite of. Yeah? Focus on your life and everything else will, will follow in, in the right way, in the way that it's meant to. Does that make sense? Okay, good. So, <laughs> I hope this was informational. I hope this was fun, inspiring, and that it opened some different streams of conversation or some different streams of thought for you. I invite you to explore this topic. I invite you to uh, have conversations. I encourage you to reach out to me if you want to discuss further. Um, and also just talk to yourself. See what you feel about everything that we talked about today. Uh, I, for one, feel like so much can come of this conversation and that there's so much more to explore and many angles and many situations to to unpack and to view the situation in. So, um, yeah, so just explore those with yourself and with others. And always, always, always feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions Q&As are still happening. We just had one on Friday as well about zero waste living, mindful living, all that stuff. If you like it, if you like it, go check out the episode if you like those topics. If you have checked out the episode, tell me what you think. I love hearing what you think. Um, otherwise, guys, I think that's it for me today. Uh, we're not going to be doing a Q&A this Friday. We're going to have one the following Friday, but we will do the weekly episodes. So thank you so, so much. So, so much for tuning in. Um... It was really, really nice to talk to you today. I really enjoyed recording this episode, actually. And it's gotten, it's gotten me thinking quite a bit. So I look forward to our next chat and to the next episode. I look forward to connecting with you. So wherever you are in the world, I hope that you're well. I hope that you're safe and happy and healthy. Um, and I just want to thank you again so, so much for tuning in and for being here. Namaste. If you like this podcast, please give it a rating and a review. Don't forget to subscribe and share. 
This podcast is meant to inspire and promote open, honest conversation. So feel free to reach out to me via Instagram at jen.angela or at everything yoga, everywhere yoga. As always, you can explore my website or get in touch with me via my website, jenangelab.com. I also encourage you to join the Facebook group, Jen.Iveiluna. Iveiluna is home to all the yoga, the coaching, the academy, and soon the worldwide platform. I can't wait to connect with you. Let's wander the heart, the mind, and the world on this podcast. Tune in every Tuesday for a combination of solo episodes and chats with a yogi, and stay tuned for our Friday Q&As. Thank you so much. Namaste.